Welcome back, folks, to City of Champions podcast, episode number six. And uh, today, I had the same people off of last time, Mike Hubbard and Pipes. And people on um, last podcast who listened to it were kind of wondering where you got the nickname from, Pipes. Man, out of all the career choices I had, going to have to say, uh, when I started plumbing, that's where I got it. Um, so on my PS4 account, uh, it used to be Deadshot. I changed it to Pipes, and from now on, all the boys, they call me uh, Pipes. Pipes. Nobody even calls him that anymore. Not even parts. Matt. No, that's the way it is. Yeah. All right. Um. So going to the first topic, thoughts on the Celtics not making any moves at the deadline. Once again, the Celtics didn't make any moves before the trade deadline. That was Thursday, February 6th at 3 p.m. Big mistake. They really needed to make a move. I didn't expect them to make any major moves like the Red Sox did, which we will get into later. But at least I wanted them to make a minor move for the bench to help with rebounding and defense at the 4-5 or five spot. They Since, needed um, some scoring, too. They're not ranked very high for yeah. defense scoring, and they just need a little extra boost. Maybe they can get help on the buyout market, but we never know. Um, One of the guys I thought we were going to get were in deep trade talks with the Rockets regarding center Clint Capella, 14 points per game, 14 rebounds a game, but he ended up going to the Hawks in a 14-12 player deal involving Timberwolves, Rockets, Nuggets, and Hawks, which was the largest trade in the NBA in 20 years. Two other players he tried to get were Andre Drummond, center, 18 points per game, 16 rebounds. I think that's top five in the league. But he ended up going to the Cavs for like, I think two players and a pick, which I was surprised. I thought we would give. Dude, they would have to give up second round picks. Yeah, and two players. Which I was kind of disappointing. I thought the Celtics should at least get him for that price, but I guess we didn't want to budge. And then the last player was like a half hour before the deadline. We were really in a deep discussion with the Wizards regarding um, David Bertans, guys from like Europe. He's a sharpshooter, fifteen points per game, five rebounds, forty three percent from three point, which is like Curry and Clay Thompson numbers. But he ended up staying in Washington because they actually wanted two first-round picks, which is way too much for him. Uh, Danny Ainge has something to say about that on 98.5 on Friday. It's very simple. There were no good deals to be made. You have to find a partner when you're making a a deal. You can't just say, I need to make this deal and do whatever it possibly takes to make it. That's not how it works. I think it's just Danny Ainge being greedy because in the past he's been called... (laughs) Trader Danny, I think he's he doesn't make trades anymore. It's been six years since he's made a trade on the trade deadline. He doesn't make moves. He's in love with his kids and with the kids and the young guys. So, um, okay, I guess going off that point, um, in my mind, we still need another solid rebounder like Canner, but Canner's getting old and his motor's not as good as it used to be, and a score off the bench if they want to get past the Bucks in the playoffs because I think it's. Which is going to be us in the We could also go on the buyout market. You know, possibly uh, Tristan Thompson from the Cavs. Center, 11.9 points per game. Big pickup. That would help uh, playoff contention. Big rebounder as well. 10.4 rebounds per game. A buyout player means when a team and a player want to split, they mutually agree that the player will be waived. It's a pretty basic explanation, I would think. It's basically when the team doesn't want them anymore, <coughs> yeah. so he's a, he becomes a free agent. Yeah, so... Yeah, they basically yeah, forfeit his um, contract, so then like somebody like the Celtics, anybody up can pick him up after the trade deadline. Okay, is that um all you guys have for I guess deadline? Uh, well, if the, if the Celtics want to add bench scoring, they could also go back to their old friend Isaiah Thomas, oh, yeah. who got bought out by the Clippers, and he could be a good uh, piece off the bench if they need some scoring. Yeah, yeah but you like think that. he would come back after what we did to him? He he said in the past he loves Boston, and right now he's on the team. He, he just wants to play basketball, so why wouldn't he come back? Yeah, I guess. That's kind of interesting for one, actually. Think about that. So I guess that kind of wraps it up. 
Unless you have anything else to say, Pipes. Okay. Um, going into the next topic, which is kind of a... Yeah, it's been a tough week, let's just say. This is kind of tough. Reaction to bets. I guess he was traded. Now it's potentially since, I guess, yesterday there was kind of news. They had problems with the um, guy from the Twins and his injury. But I'm going to start off from the beginning, kind of break it down. On Tuesday evening, news broke that Mookie Betts had been traded to the L.A. Dodgers, which wasn't surprising news because since a couple of days ago, Ken Rosenthal, MLB reporter, said the trade would happen within the next week sometime. I was angered by two things involving this trade. First off, Betts turned down a 10-year, $300 million contract that the Red Sox offered him like the week prior, which he counter-offered with 12 years, $420 million deal, which the Red Sox declined. The only other player in the league that has that deal is Mike Trout and the Angels, 12 years, 400 million. Betts was being greedy, and he's like, give me my money. I want my money. I don't want to play in Boston, the great sports. So, Aiden, would you hold on. Would you say that Betts is a Kyrie 2.0? Yes, is I would. Exactly. Would. Because to me, he is. He turned down 10 years. He's greedy. I don't know if they have better bowling, Kyrie, bowling leagues in L.A. Kyrie, or... That's crazy. Kyrie that's caused point. locker room issues. Kyrie was a problem. Bets helped you win a championship. Kyrie made you lose a championship. Kyrie is overrated. Bets is not overrated. He just wants money. Yeah, I know. I'm not trying to say like... Kyrie, Kyrie could have gotten more money if he stayed with the Celtics. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying it's not really like his attitude. It's just like... He's not in the locker room. Like obviously, Betts has been a great locker room, but it's just with the contract thing. Like that's ridiculous. He's not worth four hundred twenty million to me. Oh, no way. I mean, Trout's only getting that because Angels the are Red Sox not very give smart. Him more than three hundred million too, but they didn't want to budge. Well, I think Trout's better than Betts anyway, so he deserves really? the contract. Wow. Trout's I mean, I, I it's tough for me to say. It's, it's, it's all, all I hear is Trout, 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 Trout. But yeah, he's got, he's Betts is right bat. under him. Way better bat than Betts. Does. I mean, but Betts is faster. He gets more steals. So I mean, you got to cancel it out. Okay. Mike Trout had a 40 steal season. When Don't you have a Mike Trout rookie card? Oh, is that, that why? Let me tell you right now, folks. By the time he retires, if I don't have that signed, I'm going to be very upset. Matt thinks he's going to be a millionaire off this crazy rookie card. It's nice. I think I tried to steal it last time I was at his house. That's crazy. <laughs> okay, boys. Okay, boys. Back on track. All right. So, <laughs> um, yeah, all right. Let's just see. Um. I guess what Mike said, or I said, um, to me, Betts is being kind of greedy. He does deserve good money, which we did offer him, which was the $30 million cents. The past two seasons, along, among MLB outfield throughout the whole MLB, 319 average was the second, 150 extra base hits. That second, 264 runs first, then OPS third, and then war, which kind of puts everything in together to factor how many wins you get the team, your outfielding, running, hitting. He's second, so the only other player that's um, higher is Trout, who's pretty much cut up to like Babe Ruth and everybody all other greats and that um and then the other thing is he's 27 years old and that was the other issue I had with the contract if we signed him when he let's see, he's 27 we'd almost have him though he's 40 years old almost like the um with Harper and the Phillies I think he signed at 11 or 12 so another thing is like when players get to like that age 37 or 35 they kind of fall off a cliff unless you're David Ortiz or Nelson Cruz who aged like fine one <laughs> 10, 12-year contracts never work in the long run. The first four years will work out. But after that, you get old, worn down, and they don't play nearly as well. Think Dustin Pedroia. He's washed up. He hasn't played in three years, and he still has, like, two more years on an eight-year contract. He's horrible now. He used to be an MVP, and mm-hmm. now he's no better than a ball boy. Wow. 
That was a deep shot to Pedroia. Is he even going to play this year? I think he got injured. Uh, who knows? He, he he might play for, like, a game and then, like, break his knee again or whatever. Like, who yeah. cares? Okay, let's kind of get into, like, what actually the trade is. It was kind of um, – it was between three teams. Um, so, first off, the Red Sox. So, we send um, bets and price and cash. They haven't came – I couldn't find, like, how much cash they sent over. Uh, but we get in return is Alex Verdugo is a really good lefty power hitter. Who um, plays outfield? I think they have him at center field, but I don't know if we end up getting him. We put him in center, probably put him in left or right. I'm guessing probably right field because we still have Jackie Bradley. Yeah, and Ben Attendee. Um, and then the third team was the Twins. So um, Price and Betts go to the Dodgers, and then we get um, I'm gonna butcher this guy's name, Brewster Gatorol. I don't even know what that says, but he's a reliever. He throws over, I guess, 100 miles per hour. I, I thought he was a bum, but it doesn't sound like he is. So, and then the um, Twins get uh, Kenta Maeda. He's, I'm pretty sure he's a reliever. He's, he's, he's kind of like Koji no, Uhari. he's a starting pitcher. He's garbage. Well, sometimes he's, he's garbage. He is? He's trash. Yeah, I don't really know he too much about him. He had ERA last year. He's horrible. I think the Red Sox. Almost as bad as Price, but Price just blows. <laughs> Listen, I was, I was an executive in the Red Sox, right? Dustin May, nice right-handed pitcher. 3.62 ERA, 34 innings. Not a bad pickup. In my opinion. Yeah, so what Pipes, yeah, going off Pipes' points, yeah, let's just say if you were put in the position, um, I would definitely try to get May and probably like two other prospects. But seeing that this deal's, I don't know, it's kind of on the edge right now since the Twins are, might come out, um, leave the um, deal since um, the Red Sox don't want the um, closer since they saw um, he had Tommy John surgery and he's having problems with his shoulder. So the Dodgers might have to find a third team to make this deal done or it might fall apart. But let's say if it does go through, the only really positive thing I see is that we, we're getting rid of half of Price's contract, which is three years, 96 Garbage. million. Garbage. Which I thought is still aggravating. I think they should take the 96 million considering we're getting Mookie Betts. Um, and then, yeah, what, what did you say um, David Price had last time with his injury? Was um, it scoliosis? Uh, no. No, carpal, no tunnel. carpal tunnel. Yes, Mr. Fortnite man himself. Um... Yeah, so if this does go through, I think we totally lost a trade. We don't get enough in return. We lost one of the best five-tool players in baseball, which means average, run, field, and hit for power and throw as well. Any other thoughts on that, guys? Or? No, we pretty much covered everything on that topic, boys. Yeah, so we're that trade's still kind of up in there, so we can't really talk about our real reactions if it actually really goes through. Okay. Um, All speculation. Thoughts on Super Bowl 54? Jimmy G's soft. Wow, that's crazy. I tr- okay. Let me. Just oh, Aiden, kinda- you can't be talking. Big Chiefs fan. Yeah, and I was sitting right. to the left of me right now. I was right. No. Yeah, I go for the AFC. Bandwagon. No, I go for the. No, no. So hold on. Let's put a little history on this. Little history. Aiden, when Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend went after Brady, you lit her up like fireworks, right? So that would make you a non-Chiefs fan. Yeah, I know, but I just wow. Wait, wait, wait. What is yeah. this, Aiden? Let it's me know. Not, I, I, don't, I, I don't mind the Chiefs. They have no dirty players. I mean, they beat... They no dirty beat the players? Wow. You, went, you went right after them. I don't think Tyreek Hill is... Oh, I meant, like, in the Tyree. NFL. I can't control, like, uh, players hitting their kids. Like, that's... I meant, like... Travis Kelsey's an Eric in the... But he's good. He backs it up. You gotta he scored a fight touchdown. for your right to party. That's the stupidest stuff I've okay, ever Okay, guys. All... We got some passionate 49ers fans in the house. I didn't know about. So going into this, says the guy who likes Casey. Wow, that's okay. crazy. Going into this game, I had the Chiefs winning 
35-17. We were all at Josh's house watching the game. It was like six of us. And the other five guys were big 49ers fans. And I was only one. Part of the reason I went for the Chiefs is because I like conflict. I want to go against them. That was a big part of the reason, to be honest. I'm not a dire Chiefs fan. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> He's lying right up the bat. Okay. The Chiefs ended up winning 31-20, taking home their first Super Bowl trophy since 1970. Patrick Mahomes, Matt's favorite player, took home the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> took home the MVP. Well, I like Mahomes. Mahomes is a good player. Kansas City is a horrible team. He took home the MVP. He was 26 for 42 in completions, 286 yards, two touchdowns, two un- Did he really un- deserve it, though? He didn't actually Yeah, I thought it should have been Hill or Kelsey that got it, but they always give it to the cornerback. Or actually, never mind. I thought actually the running back should have got it because he had 17 carries, which is really not a lot, for 107 yards, four receptions. Yeah, 29, four catches for 29 yards and one touchdown. But the last. All right, let me ask you guys. What do you think the last running back was to win MVP? What year in the Super Bowl? Like, guess. Like, I have it here, but what do you think? Um, Terrell Davis, 1998 Broncos. Okay, you cheated. <laughs> okay, so that guy was actually the last. Yeah, MVP, Terrell Davis. Um, so, I guess the, with the, in the beginning of the game, the 49ers looked like they won through three quarters because they held the Chiefs to a three and out, their first position. Then they came back down and got a 38 yard field goal. But then the Chiefs right back came down with a Patrick Mahomes rushing team. Jimmy TV. G is soft and can't come in clutch. Okay. Um, and going to halftime it was actually 10 10. Pipes really enjoyed the halftime show with Sharika and J Lo. I know he loved that. Hips don't lie. Can we uh, just say a quick little piece about that? To all the fans that were watching that game, that is the most inappropriate display of what America is. That is the worst I've ever seen at a halftime show. We should not be doing anything that flashy with kids watching. I could go off on this topic, yeah, but we're going to leave it alone yeah. for a little bit. I mean, it was good for the 40-year-old guys that are married, but that was about it. And, okay, uh, I guess okay, I was, moving on. Um, <laughs> so, it was 10-10 going into halftime. And then going into the fourth quarter, 49ers were leading 21-10. to Pipes has been watching the game for three quarters, so he fell asleep during the fourth quarter. So, I don't know if you really even know what happened. Big nap time? Yeah, he, tough day plumbing. Um, so... Um, I thought they did a good job of um, keeping Mahomes outside the pocket or inside the pocket, my bad, and l- keeping him from running down the field, getting explosive plays. But for three quarters, but in the fourth quarter, they, um, they got unleashed. Jimmy G ended up um, having 219 yards, two INTs, a touchdown, and then he was 21 for 31 in completions. Um, I thought the 49ers didn't really get the running game going with uh, Raheem Mozart. He had 12 carries, 58 yards, because last week in um, NFC Championship, he had like over 200 rushing yards. So I think the Chiefs did a really good job of that. And also, I told Pipes and everybody else there, they're getting mad that Jimmy G cannot throw the ball on the field. He can't throw it outside the numbers. He can only throw it slants and um, call routes, which he did. He really didn't have any big plays except the one play to um, Kittle, which did get called back. Well, Mahomes got bailed out. What do you mean? Those nukes he was throwing down the field? Where was the secondary? Burns. They were so they were thrown so high in the air that there was no reaction by the 49ers. Yeah, that's their fault because Sherman's won. I'm just saying. Yeah. If we had any they had any better secondary Sherman in reaction he's time. Than he is. He I, yeah. be he's washed best. up. He's done. He, he used to be game. the best corner in the game, and now he's just an average cornerback. He yeah. thinks he's better than he is. He got burnt by uh, Sammy Watkins, another old he's I'm pretty sure he's in his thirties. Um kind of old receiver. But I guess kind of some more stats. Hill had nine catches, 105 yards, which he usually gets every game or more. And then Kelsey, who Mike doesn't like, 
backed up a smack talk with five catches, 98 yards on touchdown. He's a good player, but he's arrogant. But he's good, though. He's cocky. Kobe Bryant was cocky, and he was one of the best players he's ever. He's a different. He's a... Uh, you want to have swag and that, like, confidence in the game. He doesn't have swag. He just looks like a dummy. Well, he's not a dummy. I mean, hey, they party hard. Let me tell you right now. Those Chiefs. Oh, yeah, and they had a um, police chase in the middle of the parade, but... Anybody <laughs> had. Um, and a guy fell out of the tree. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> yeah, but. I don't think I did. I heard about it. But one of the biggest plays in the game was in the fourth quarter when it was third and 15. Um, Mahomes had a uh, 44-yard pass to um, Hill because he got behind Should've the secondary. Caught. Should not have been caught. But it's high passes, which pretty much shield the um, game. Yeah. The, um, another kind of little outside um, this topic, but um, the Chiefs were outscored 21-0 um, in the um, fourth quarter, meaning Kyle Shanahan, their head coach, um, has been outscored 46-0 to in the last two Super Bowls he's been in. Isn't that because the Patriots, remember, he was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons when they played the Patriots, and that was 25-0 in the f- uh, fourth quarter. Brady, so that is very Brady, embarrassing. Brady, I don't know what you guys Brady, think about that, if you knew Brady, that. No, that's Brady, a very good stat Brady. to bring up. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to get fired. He's still a pretty good coach. I mean, he got a young team to the Super Bowl. but. So on the topic of football, what do you think about potential free agents for the Patriots? Um... I think we're probably going to try to get um, Hunter Henry, Danny, Danny Amendola. But, again, one of our biggest problems last year for the Patriots was finding consistency in offense. Part of the problem was Brady was was not having any really receivers he trusted when they needed to convert in a third hold down. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Are you talking about if Brady's back or if he's not back? Well, I think I think he's going to come back next year, and okay. I think he will receive So, if you're talking about free agents, if Brady's back, A.J. Green. Hunter Henry, A.J. Green. Green, I think. And, and we gotta, I would love to. No. I mean, he was hurt last line. season, but it was Matt's fantasy football boss. Just kind of big boss. You talking wow. about bust? What about Antonio Brown in your fantasy football? Well, yeah, he <laughs> still can play big right yikes. now. He's gonna destroy Logan Paul in the fight, and he's gonna come back. First place right here, baby. <laughs> he's okay. gonna go to the XFL if Cardell out. He might. <laughs> okay. Um, what I said, Brady doesn't have anybody to trust besides Edelman, so they would just double Edelman, and nobody can create could create separation like on a um, like Muhammad Sanu, Philip Dorsett, and a rookie wide receiver Kobe Myers. They also didn't have a great tight end, which is I didn't know this, so I looked this up. Benjamin Watson, he retired at the season, but we did not have any touchdowns by the tight end position. Isn't that insane? The whole season, no touchdowns by the tight ends. You know who we also have to we have to resign one player offensive line Joe Tooney. He was the best player in the offensive line. And he's a free agent this year, and if we lose him, the offensive line is just going to get worse than it was last year. Yeah, because I think we're going to have Andrews back. He's our sire. He was hurt Hopefully, for the season, too. Yeah. He had blood clots, so yeah. we'll see if he comes back. So I'm going to kind of go over the options. There, There's not too many realistic options we can sign for agency, but I guess the two big fish we could land, but I don't think it's going to happen is... um. Amari Cooper, I think that's one of Matt's favorite players, who last He's year... He's too expensive. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But he had 79 catches, uh, 1,189 yards, 8 touchdowns for Dallas. And then OBJ, which is kind of... I don't know if he has problems with the cops after what he did in the LSU locker room after they won. Who had 74 catches, 1,000 yards, 4 touchdowns. It was a disappointing season for him. Who does that to a cop, by the way? OBJ, like... Antonio Brown and him, probably. <laughs> that's um, true. So the two guys, realistically, I think we could sign who are unrestricted free agents are Hunter Henry um, and Danny Amendola. Henry is a young tight end. Uh, Do you want to say something like that? I think Danny Amendola is not – you can't – that can't be the only addition at wide receiver you get. Danny Amendola is getting old and – He's 34, yeah. He's 34. You need need more than just him. You can't rely on him to be healthy all the way through the year. 
Okay, so I guess, yeah, Hunter Henry's 25, which I guess that's not that old for a tight end who's coming off 55 catches, um, 650 yards, five touchdowns. It wasn't bad because he was hurt for part of the season. I think it would be a great addition since we had no touchdowns by the tight ends last year for the Patriots, which was crazy. Gronk needs to come back, to be honest. There's no, tight, there's no touchdowns? Nope, by a, touch, uh, by a tight end position, no. Oh, I thought Lee Koss had one. He's a bum. <laughs> <laughs> well, Not he, wrong. I didn't, I didn't say he wasn't a bum. Um, I think he might have had one in the preseason, that game Pipes watched against the Eagles. Only game he watched Possibly. I didn't watch the whole game. I watched half of it. He probably fell asleep. Yeah. Definitely did. Long, long, long day. Um, another guy I guess Mike doesn't watch, but I would love to have back is um, Danny Amendola. Oh, the one thing I've heard to mention is um, Henry probably cost around $9 million, which is a lot concerning for the Patriots. We try to gotta get guys we pick up from like Walmart or whatever and turn them into uh, Super Bowl MVPs. We don't shop at Walmart. We're well, that's shop- the joke. <laughs> I mean, we're so cheap about everything. We shop at the wrong. yard sales, not even yeah, Walmart. Or BJ. Garage yeah. sales. Oh, yeah. That's so that's kind of expensive, but I think it would be worth it because since we need a tight end for the future. Um... And then Amendola, obviously everybody knows that name. Last year with the pathetic Lions, he had 60 receptions, 700 yards, and one touchdown. I think that was in the first game, and then he didn't score for the last 15. Um, he's obviously familiar face to England. He's played for us from he played for us from 13 to 17. He's a two 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 time Super Bowl champion, and he's going to be a free agent, obviously. I think Josh might have a Amendola jersey. I probably lying does. around. Uh, the guys, too many jerseys. Jersey. Yeah, and Riley. Um, Again, when he was on the Patriots in that time, he was one of Brady's most trusted and experienced receivers. He had that huge catch against Jacksonville to go to the Super Bowl against the Jaguars AFC Championship in 2017. And I don't think there's that many teams looking to sign him. So that could be a really good, um, cheap option he could sign with a team-friendly the deal. The only problem I see with Amendola is when he left, he um, he had problems with Bill Belichick. And he he was, did? He was riding on Bill Belichick saying there's no fun that happens there. He doesn't give you the money you want, and he's a cheap take. So he said mm, that. I didn't know that. So okay. I'm not sure if you'll be able to come back. You know, if you did your research, you might know that. But I did. I didn't see anything. I guess that's why they say don't burn bridges behind you. Um, but I guess talking about those two, other guy that was um, we already have on our team is um, Nikhil Harry, and they're banking on him to have a breakout year since he was pretty much hurt for, I think, 10 games this season last year. I want to tell you right now, he's going to have at least 50 catches next year. Over 700 yards. It's not bad as long as he's close. I mean, really, really good receivers like Antonio Brown used to be in the NFL and um, other um, like um, other guys like OBJ. I mean, <laughs> Keenan Allen. They have a thousand yard seasons. Pipes. Um, anything? No. No, you guys pretty much covered all of it. Yeah. So it's just AJ Green. Wasn't there one other guy? AJ Green. Emmanuel Sanders. I also I wouldn't mind the Patriots getting. Is he? A- Restricted, unrestricted free agent. I don't know his contract because I know he's on the 49ers. He did burn one of the Chiefs guys, and Jimmy G, who can't throw the ball he's on the on field, the, missed him in the end zone. He's on the CBS top 100 free agent list, so that's my source, Mike. At CBS, yeah, we gotta give him credit for that. So Hashtag I guess CBS. Manuel Sanders. I know he's up there, but I, I mean, I would take him for a team friendly deal again. So I guess moving into the um, last topic, we got. Um, Mike, I guess, knows the most about the Bruins. I know Pipes probably only watched the Bruins playoff game. I don't even get the channel anymore. I can tell you, I've only seen highlights. I haven't watched one game. I know we play 2K. I can hear it in the background. So I know Mike watches it. Okay. So the Bruins um, currently hold the best record in the NHL, which I think they won the other night. I didn't check. Is Oh, we won last night? We actually do. Yeah. They won last night. They're in a 16 Oh, you did your research. 
Yeah, so the 34 and 10 with 78 points. And they're losing 0 1 right now to the Detroit Red Wings. Great. Hmm. The Red Wings are literally one of the worst teams in the NHL, too. I think don't, worry. don't worry, they'll come back. Yeah. So they're about the halfway um, part of the um, season because they played around, yeah, 43 games. is 82 games of the season. Um, and the trade deadline's coming up February 24th, which is... Like two weeks yeah, away. Yeah, two weeks. Um, you might say, um, why would they break up? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, why break up the core that's winning right now since they have the best record in the NHL? It's not called breaking up the core. It's called adding to the core. Yeah. Um, NHL is a long, grueling season, and by the time the playoffs roll around, since the Bruins will obviously be in the playoffs, every team usually has some injuries, so adding a piece of the deadline wouldn't be a bad thing. So in my mind, I don't know about Mike, I think they're definitely going to try to add one or two players before the deadline. And one of the guys they were talking about in recent news a couple of days ago was Joss Anderson, which who I've never heard of because I don't really know much about hockey, but he plays for Columbus Blue Jackets, right wing. He's been out most of the season with a shoulder injury, but last year I know he had, like, I think, like, 30 assists and, like, around 20 goals. He had around 50 points, which is, I mean, amazing, but it's pretty good. We could take him from the bench. And their GM did say, um, Jarmo, I, Kalania, some crazy European name or Canadian name. Sounds Russian, bud. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, maybe Russian. Probably just knows Russian. Is, uh, not ruling out the possibility of, uh, taking trade talk, trade offers for Anderson. The other two guys, which I've never heard the, of. The guy the Bruins should really go after is Chris Kreider, the yeah. winger on the Rangers. He has been a target for the Bruins for the past two years, and they really need some um, winger help for the second line to help scoring. Mm-hmm. They also just need to look for any defenseman just for depth because the playoffs are a long haul, and they need to have depth in case of injuries. Yeah, so I, yeah, it was a pretty good point by Mike. Yeah, he's on the Rangers. He, had, he right now he's got twenty goals, eighteen assists. He's actually from Massachusetts, which I just found out. So he probably come back play for his hometown team. You actually did your research. Nice job. Yeah, I did. I don't go to CBS Sports. <laughs> At the, CBS. The last. This the, isn't my senior project. Whoa. Okay, Mike. We don't need to start a roast session in the middle of the podcast. Um, <laughs> Tyler of uh, Tofi. Is the last guy who's probably probably one of the worst players, but on this list out of the three, he's got 14 goals, 16 assists. He plays for the um, LA Kings, but in my mind, I think the best ant option uh, would be Joss Anderson since he's the youngest, even though he's coming off an injury, hasn't played since the 14th, and he also becomes an unrestricted, unrestricted free agent, which would help with some of the um, I guess contract issues. It would be easier to sign. Um. Yeah. So my mind, they're gonna try to sign one of those players to help make a deep playoff run, and hopefully not choke another Stanley Cup like they did to the Blues last year. Is that it for you guys? That about sums it up. Pipes doesn't know much about this stuff. Not gonna lie. Yeah, the Bruins. I mean, yeah, you chipped in on all those stuff. It's okay. It's okay, man. All right. I guess that's gonna wrap it up. Um, anything you want to say? Um, we went over we uh went over a range of topics, but you know, like uh, they were all saying, I didn't do much of my research, but uh. Glad I could be in the podcast, boys. Thank you for the invite. It's game time. All right, peace out. Pipes out.